It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We are your source for common sense conservatism. Monday through Friday, 15 busy broadcasting hours of fabulosity every week. Welcome, welcome. You know, you can get us many different ways. Some of you are listening on the radio. Some of you are on the Wendy Bell Radio Network app. Totally free. I suggest downloading that onto your phone because you can follow along the live stream. Everything is video for you in living color. The good, the bad, all of it. And also the Wendy Bell Radio podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Wendy Bell Radio. If you can follow us and share us with somebody else and a five-star review, appreciate that. So did you hear Kevin McCarthy? What a leader. What a fine representation of America. He sounded weak and scared to say, I think the logical next step is for us to, uh, you know, go into the impeachment process. I'm like, oh, man, isn't it fantastic to sit back and watch the Uniparty get called out to have to play their cards, be who they are, because there is a debt calling. They've made a deal with somebody. Oh boy, we've got it all for you, ladies and gentlemen, as Matt Gates destroys the idea that Kevin McCarthy has been a reasonable speaker for anybody of any party. He's coming up. Also, some, some COVID news. What? The, C- the CIA was bribing analysts to lie about the origins of COVID. That's just so weird. I mean, who could see that coming? And Dr. Fauci saying, well, yes, it's true. There is a side effect. Myocarditis from the vaccine. Well, you don't, you don't say, Tony. Oh, fantastic. We've got everything for you and more coming up in the three hours ahead. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I'm going to take a quick sip of coffee here because I feel like what's going to come out needs a little caffeination, focus. So I got a tax bill yesterday for my accountant, right? One of the hazards of being an independent contractor and owning your own business as an entrepreneur is you have to manage your own tax structure. You don't have necessarily your own W-2, so you have to think about it 
and you have to whittle away a certain amount of whatever you make to ensure that when the time comes to pay your taxes, you are ready to pay them. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I got in the mail in terms of the dollar amount for my quarterly estimated taxes, because not only do I pay a monster tax bill in April, I pay a giant bill three other times during the year, four actually. And I'm just here to tell you, I've got 26,000 reasons why I'm questioning why I ever have paid taxes. We are on the brink of another government shutdown, ladies and gentlemen. By golly, September 30th is the deadline. Everybody wringing their hands, clutching their pearls. What will happen? Soon in the days ahead, the media will do what the media does. And they will trot out every emotional, heart-pulling story. Oh my gosh. If Congress can't figure out a way to spend more of my children's wealth, then we're going to have to shut down aspects of the government and all of these people are going to suffer. Shut it down. Shut it down. What are we paying for? Do you guys get an itemized bill at the end of the year that shows you your receipt? You just know that you've got 26,000 quarterly reasons to be pissed off, right? So here's my bill. Well, what, did, what went to what? Where is that breakdown? We'd like to see which percent goes to Vladimir Zelensky and his retirement fund. What, what portion goes to Tony Fauci, right? And to the big pharma hacks who've become billionaires multiple times over during a once in a lifetime global pandemic, which they tell us is probably uh, going to repeat itself. So, so much for the once in a lifetime. How, how much of my tax burden is going to play, pay the inflated salary of the bureaucratic state? How many hundreds of thousands of federal employees are doing duplicitous jobs that they don't have to be doing? I'm going to go with 75%. Imagine Elon Musk buys Twitter. He sees it's a money loser. Why? Because it got giant. And then it got an ego. And then it became a monster. And then, of course, we see all the infiltration of the government coming in the back door and working in some capacity in this monster social media monolith. Elon Musk comes in and says, this sucks. 75% cut. Boom. You guys are gone. Sorry. Thanks for being here. Good luck. Has Twitter, aside from its stupid name change to X, has it operated any differently? Operating on one-fourth the alleged manpower it once had a year ago. Why can't we do that to the government? Why is it always that the government asks for more money? Can you imagine if you ran your family's finances the way the bureaucrat nonsense runs our money in Washington, D.C.? Nobody's ever like, well, you know, I know that you guys want that cable channel. And it comes in a pretty expensive package. And that's going to set us back blank dollars a month, which if we add it up for the year is X amount of dollars. I'm not getting a raise. So that means somewhere in our family budget, that amount of money is going to be carved elsewhere. What's it going to be? Are we going to give up playing Xbox? Are we going to give up your subscription to whatever, you know, World soccer channel you like. What are we doing here? Because we can't do everything. Responsible people do this. We cut when we need to spend. How much have you cut out of your life already? Why doesn't the government shut it down? September 30th. Let's go. Let's see how much, it's, how much we suffer. 
with all of these important things. First of all, Social Security and Medicare still come out. So anybody who's like, oh, my gosh, all sorts of old people who are living, you know, check to check the Social Security, which will not be solvent by the time I'm ready to cash in in 12 years. Right. Well done, Washington. Well done. Well, they're going to be funded. They're good. What about? Oh, no. Environmental and food inspection. Well, during the government shutdown, the EPA has to halt inspection of all sorts of sites, all these things that they do. Ladies and gentlemen, when, when was the last time you felt the EPA did anything that was of benefit to you? I think we could call East Palestine, Ohio, and see what they think about the EPA's job. Hi, residents in Lahaina. How is the EPA helping you out? Shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, no, the national parks. The national parks are going to have to shut down. Shut it down. Everybody's in school. Okay? Shut it down. I think we can live without going to the national parks. Whatever. How about air travel? Oh, no. Air travel was strained. We know what, we know what Ronald Reagan did back in 1981 when he fired 13,000 air traffic controllers who were trying to play around. Well, you know what? It's amazing. I think we'll get along without it. We'll be okay. Health and Human Services. Oh, no. The National Institutes of Health, you know, NIH, that blanket company of Tony Fauci's NIAID, you know, the same NIH that was involved with the NIAID and all the the bat stuff going on, you know, all this stuff in China. Shut it down. Oh, no, they're not going to be able to give out grants. What are the grants? Our taxpayer dollars. Are you guys down with... With some of these studies, you know, strapping beagle puppies to a table and removing their vocal cords so they can't cry out and then making bugs eat their faces alive so they can test something. What? We don't know. Shut it down. Done. I don't need to fund that. Oh, no. The IRS. What will they do? Isn't it amazing that no matter what government shutdown there is, the IRS has got the backups. They're all ready to roll. Snap. Assistance for for the the needy food assistance. That program doesn't get touched. What are we shutting down besides the obvious bureaucratic bloat that screws us every single day? And by the way, this budget that they're trying to figure out that they're going to say, oh, we'll just pass some stopgap measures. Let's just another hundred billion dollars, 300 billion dollars. Right. Half of which we'll send to Ukraine. But don't worry about it. No. No. What, what are you paying for? You're paying for a government who hates you, a government that lies to you every day, a government that tries to force you to take experimental drugs that we know are hazardous and deadly. Yes. We have a government that misuses our money. We have a government that makes wheeling, dealing deals with other governments. And I don't know accepts bribes we have a fat number of congressmen and women who are millionaires who weren't when they started right and yet oh no you guys are the ones you're gonna have to open up your wallet a little bit more how is this different than oprah standing next to the rock in lahaina saying you know what we've we've started this GoFundMe. if everybody can contribute 10 bucks we could solve this problem screw you i'm done And if you want, I can lay out all 26,000 reasons why I am saying no. Show me what I'm paying for. Show me your progress. Show me the benefit to America. Show me how my children benefit from these people. And then I might consider taking out my checkbook. Until then, 
government can suck it. Huh. It's almost like I had nothing to say this morning. Don't go anywhere. Coming up on the Wendy Bell Radio program, Matt Gates blasting fire at the podium yesterday on the House floor. Who was in his crosshairs? Oh, Speaker McCarthy. <laughs> you wimp. Next. Don't go anywhere. This is the same garbage. There have been 20 government shutdowns. All right. I, I went searching for this. I'm going to pull up this article here. How many? I mean, how would federal employees be? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. There have been 20, quote, funding gaps since 1976. Funding gaps. Why in the hell is there a funding gap? The federal government is the richest entity that we have in our country. And they are woeful at managing their own books. Yet these clowns are the ones who unleash the bean counters in the IRS, hopefully who are all walking now around now with nine millimeters, right? Because that's a good, optics there are good. To pester you about your dollars and cents. Well, where's your fair share? Where's Joe Biden's fair share? Where's Hunter Biden's fair share? When those idiots pay their fair share and you guys give me an itemized printout of where my money's going, I'm done. I'm done. It is the same way Matt Gates is done. All right, let's think about how the left mocked the approval process for Kevin McCarthy to get the gavel, right? Oh, this Freedom Caucus, these 20 holdout Republicans, they're like rogue nations. What a joke. They can't cooperate and do anything. Now, what we saw, as we rightly showed you, Repeatedly during that process of all of those votes is you have a core group of actual fighters in Congress, House Freedom Caucus members, right? It should be all of them. They should all be Freedom Caucus members if they represent us, right? And these 20 said to Kevin McCarthy, look, this is, we got some basic needs here. Stop trying to lump 15 things into one measure. Don't stuff all of your pork into a project. If you want money for a specific reason, let's, on three pages of paper, outline, here's the plan, right? Here's what we want to accomplish. Here's the various estimates of costs that we've gotten from the people who need to make it happen, right? Here's the bottom line expense, and here's how we proceed. This is our this is our proposal. Now let's negotiate that one thing and get it done. They don't do that. There's no balancing budget conversation. There's no conversation on term limits. Can we all admit that never before have term limits been more vital and more in the news than they are today when 77% of people polled say, hello, term limits, John Fetterman, he should be out before he even got in. Joe Biden, obviously vacant. Dianne Feinstein, where the hell she is? I don't know. Mitch McConnell, freezing at the camera, right? Paralyzed trance, as though his homing chip had been deactivated. What? These are not being discussed. These things are not being executed. Kevin McCarthy had to agree to these things. Or else, with a small minority of people, Matt Gates and others in the Freedom Caucus said, they could bounce him. We don't have confidence in you anymore. Get out. That's part of the plan. 
The plan is not being adhered to. It's been eight months. What are you people doing? And this is exactly what what uh, Matt Gage says in a blistering, though very succinct reason why this Freedom Caucus and other responsible Republicans are saying, hey, McCarthy, you're either with us or you're uniparty. You've been blown and it's time to move along. Here's Matt Gates on the House floor. And let me alert the country. A motion to vacate might not pass at first, but it might before the 15th vote. And if Democrats bail out McCarthy, as they may do, then I will lead the resistance to this uniparty and the Biden-McCarthy-Jeffries government that they are attempting to build. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. I will lead the fight. Where is everybody else? Do you think it really ought to be a Republican idea that we have a functioning, honest, and transparent government? Is that really something that should be only applicable to one side of the aisle? Or can we not agree that what is best for all of us is the path that we must travel? I'm I'm tired of the slow walking and the stone wall. And by the way, if you know you have a September 30th budget deadline where you guys got to figure some crap out and you take the month of August off, maybe we want to rethink your calendar. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say most of us small business owners don't have the time to waste the way our government does. We don't have the time to pay gobs of money to people who are not effective. We don't have the time or the resources to not have proven results in a short amount of time. What are we doing with our failed government? What have they done that has been successful? Is your infrastructure humming along where you live? Is everything great? Where's the progress? Where is life getting better? Prices keep going up. Taxes keep going up. Government keeps getting bigger. Where is the responsibility? Well, Kevin McCarthy and the others in the Uniparty need it to be chaotic. They need it to be bloated. They need it to be convoluted. The same way Joe Biden need 20 shell corporations to move around all of his money, right? So people don't pay attention. We're paying attention. And I'm done paying. Matt Gates on fire. What you need to know in this whole, oh no, there's going to be a government shutdown saga next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends. Blistering speech on the House floor, at least according to trendingpoliticalnews.com. That is the headline as Matt Gates torches Kevin McCarthy for breaking promises in a fiery House speech. Now, it is not common when a U.S. Congress member speaks for their allotted five minutes or whatever it is on the House floor that we tend to pay attention to the degree to which we did with this. But we're seeing some of the pieces of the puzzle come into play. And if you follow the live video stream, every day 
I come up with a title for today's or for the show. Today's is two weeks to flush out the uniparty. I had a boyfriend in graduate school when I was at the University of Missouri. And he taught me how to fish. And he taught me how peripherally how to hunt. So we went out. And I think I had a 20 gauge shotgun. He had a 12 gauge and went with some of his buddies and the dogs. And he basically taught me out about flushing out a covey of, of birds, right? This is exactly where we are. We are, we are now with the dogs, right? We're all bundled up. We're ready to go. And the dogs are walking into the field and they've stopped and they are pointing and we know exactly what's, what's about to happen, right? We don't know who, who the birds are. We don't know where they're, right? But they're about to be flushed out. Look, you're either for this country or you're not. You're either a Republican who believes in small government and ultimate individual freedom, or you're not. You either agree with our values about life and liberty, about faith, family, freedom, or you don't. And if you don't, We dislike you very much, and we are flushing you out, and we are taking aim, proverbially, to take you down. You need to be replaced. Look, the first part of of solving a problem is identifying the degree of said problem. Don't you want to know how far this goes? Don't you want to know how many people with an R after their name are secretly with the Democrats who are all about just staying in power, doing whatever possible to stay in power. This uniparty, swamp-dwelling, sewer nature of Washington, D.C. There are those who go who fight the way we want to fight. They've represented themselves to us, and we've said, yes, go. Others have said what we've wanted to hear. But when they've been voted in, They've done everything except what we want. They are beholden to the uniparty. And I've said before, and I will stick to it, I do believe that the majority of politics of D.C., of Hollywood, of music, of all of these sordid media circles is a very powerful bribery scheme. I think people are owed certain things and if you do not deliver on your debt something happens to you whether you become eliminated from office or whether you're shunned by the party or what have you and now with september 30th looming oh no we're gonna run out of money really 135 billion reasons why we ought not to in ukraine We're about to see all these true colors come out. Who's going to say with the Democrats, you know what, let's just pass this measure. Continuing resolution, we'll just kick the can down the road. Yeah, 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 we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow. No, see, we needed to talk about it 10 years ago. We needed to have this conversation back in the 1990s, in fact. Not now, not next week, not maybe in 2025. And now we're in this terrible situation. We're not, they want us to be. They think we're going to just pay our taxes and continue to limp forward business as usual. No. Matt Gaetz says no. In a blistering attack on a very feeble and, I dare say, nervous Kevin McCarthy. He looked measly. He looked feeble. 
he looked like he was shaking and his voice wasn't solid. It wasn't strong. He didn't have any resolve. Look, if I was Speaker of the House, I'd be like, here's the deal, guys. We have gobs of evidence. You know we do, right? There are some things that are standing in our way. An impeachment inquiry opens those doors and allows us to walk through in terms of oversight to get the records that the Biden administration, the White House, Joe Biden and his family themselves have refused up to this point to give over. So let us proceed. This is what we must do. This is how a constitutional republic works. The people want answers. We will find them. Instead, Kevin McCarthy was like, uh, I just I I think it's sort of like what we should probably do moving forward. Uh, so strong, Kev. And Matt Gates was done. And he said in no uncertain terms, you are on notice, Kevin McCarthy. That gavel is a temporary thing in your hand. Remember what we talked about before the vote. Audio soundbite number one. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6 tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the Speaker isn't real. At this point, during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. You are on notice, Speaker. We will hold a motion to vacate the chair. We have not had conversations about term limits. You said we would. We have not had even a remotely logical conversation about balancing the budget. You said we would. You haven't had any negotiations or conversations about term limits. You said we would. We haven't had any conversations about singular issues. And this is what we said we wanted. We want to peel off instead of sticking in something that's monstrous and ends up costing the U.S. taxpayer $1.7 or $3.5 trillion, which we don't have. Single issues, succinctly written out, minor pages, two or three pages, debate, vote, action. Where have you been, Kev? Where have you been? Certainly nowhere with respect to the January 6th videos. Why would you not, on day number one, release the videos? Unless you're complicit in the overarching mechanism of deceit, which was the entrapment of honest American citizens. Some people broke the law, absolutely, and they should be punished. However, dot, 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 audio soundbite number two. 
Our leadership right now is asking us to vote for a continuing resolution. A vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the Green New Deal, a vote to continue inflationary spending, and in the most troubling of fashions, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the election interference of Jack Smith. Mr. Speaker, we told you how to use the power of the purse. Individual, single-subject spending bills that would allow us to have specific review, programmatic analysis, and that would allow us to zero out the salaries of the bureaucrats who have broken bad, targeted President Trump, or cut sweetheart deals for Hunter Biden. September 30th is rapidly approaching, and you have not put us in a position to succeed. There is no way to pass all the individual appropriations bills now. And it's not like we didn't know when September 30th was going to show up on the calendar. Isn't that amazing? It's always the same thing. It's sort of like when Election Day is. It's not a mystery. It's Christmas. It doesn't change. It's very consistent. It's been the way it's been since it's been. And so you drag your feet. You stonewall. You take breaks. You don't have meaningful conversation. You have members who are more interested in hitting the soundbite scene for the evening news than digging into what actually matters to the American people. Think about this. If all of these people went away and you were responsible for doing your family's work, going to work, raising the money, paying the bills, doing the things that you've always done, Without this bureaucracy, how much would your life change? Do you think it would? What are we paying for? In audio soundbite number three, he says this about Joe Biden. Why are we pussyfooting around what we know about Joe Biden? Look, I don't think he should be impeached. Why do I say that? It is not something that's going to change where we are. The process is long It is ridiculous and it takes our eye off of the ball, which is to prevent the new liberal world order from settling even deeper into our local communities. Joe Biden is a non-entity. He will be held responsible for the tens of millions of dollars. That truth is out there. His image is forever tarnished. Everyone knows he is a president of suck. Don't take your eye off the ball. Audio soundbite number three. We demand real oversight against this weaponized government. Just look at the bribery. If tens of millions of dollars flowing from foreign corrupt people into the bank accounts of the Biden family wasn't enough for actual impeachment, why were we even looking? Joe Biden deserves impeachment for converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for virtually his entire family. We all see it. We all know it. We all see it and we all know it. What do they do? Honestly. Uh, They're supposed to keep us safe. Well, we have a southern border that's wide open. So how's that working for you? Well, they're supposed to keep our lives uh, manageable and, uh, you know, run business without, run the government without bankrupting us. Well, how's that going for you? Well, you know, there's that education thing. They're supposed to help with that. How's that working for you? Well, we need them to make sure that people who are sick or infirm or elderly are taken care of. How's that working for you? 
The system's going to run out of money because of gross mismanagement, because of ridiculous-sized bureaucracy. And all they know how to do is come at you with their hand open. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. But Matt Gates hasn't dropped his blistering fireball yet. Because what he says next speaks to the honest, hardworking person in all of us who just go to work to hump it every single day so we can have the scraps of the life we once did. That's got to stop, my friends. Matt Gates with the takedown next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I know, right? It makes you feel like that. Got to get that out of your system. Matt Gates says this, though. And, and, you know, this is an argument. So many people who are unwilling to stand up for something. And so they fall for everything. Unwilling to say, I might lose, but I'm going to fight anyway. I might not be successful in the end, but I'm going to go down on record as saying, no, I will revolt. I will not comply. I will take you on. You cannot buy me. You heard that from Matt Gates in audio soundbite number four. And I think this is the fire that we need on our side of the aisle. I'd love this fire in all of the halls of Congress, but I'm not delusional. Here's Matt Gates saying, look, I'm willing to go for this and to fail. So you know how serious we are. Go. Now, I will concede that the votes I have called for will likely fail. Term limits, balanced budgets, maybe even impeachment. I am prepared for that eventuality because at least if we take votes, the American people get to see who's fighting for them and who's willing to tolerate more corruption and business as usual. 100% correct. I agree with you, Congressman. And finally, this final warning to Speaker Kevin McCarthy. We will vote to vacate the chair. We will come after you, go. Mr. Speaker, dust off our written January agreement. You have a copy. Reflect on the spirit of that agreement and build on the start that we had moments ago. Begin to comply. No continuing resolutions, individual spending bills or bust votes on balanced budgets and term limits, subpoenas for Hunter Biden and the members of the Biden family who've been grifting off of this country, and the impeachment for Joe Biden that he so richly deserves. Do these things or face a motion to vacate the chair. So you're going to start hearing some Republicans coming out of the woodwork. Mitch McConnell, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm not for it. Well, Mitch, we haven't been for you in about 30 years, which is why Matt Gates talks about term limits. Anybody who's not interested in talking realistically about term limits ought not be in Congress. It is not a lifetime appointment. It is not something you can lie to get your way into the way Joe Biden did and use Grief and trauma, as Joe Biden did in 1973 after the death of his wife and daughter, as the predicate of your political career. We actually want action. We actually want results. We want prices to come down. We want products that are made in the United States. 
We want the men and women who do the dirty work, who work hard in the fields, in the factories, in the plants. We want them treated fairly. We want them to work reasonable hours and to have reasonable time off. The things that we want, my friends, none of this is a stretch. None of this is a reach. None of it is on the table with our Congress currently. So we talked yesterday, a couple holdouts, Don Bacon and also Ken Buck, Republicans saying, I don't think it's a good idea to go after Joe Biden and to try to do this impeachment inquiry. Mitt Romney, I'm not for it. Well, Mitt, everybody knows your true colors, Joe. Wake up, Utah. Wake up. If you didn't vote for that cat and you guys woke up the next morning the way a lot of us did on November 4th and say, what in the heck just happened? You guys need to get to the bottom of that. You need to figure out what's going on in your voter rolls. You need to figure out who's coming into the nursing homes and asking old people who are not of sound mind and body to allegedly vote one way or another when they did not. That's on you. This is the state and local obligation of we the people. This is the result of us being on cruise control for way too long. But now Ken Buck says, you know what? I believe this impeachment inquiry is a good idea. He's the Republican from Colorado. Colorado's off the charts. Off the freaking charts. Like California, what a beautiful state. Man, have they screwed up Colorado. You couldn't pay me to live in Colorado. Republican Ken Buck, the chief GOP opponent of uh, opening an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, this was just hours ago, has now changed his mind stating it is a good idea to launch an inquiry into the president. I wonder if Ken Buck realized that the hunters were coming, that the dogs were on the scent, and that the covey was going to be flushed. And he was either going to fly up and risk being shot down, identified for being a rhino, or he's actually going to listen to the people of the United States who demand answers. We demand answers. This isn't complicated. It ought not be complicated, but you're going to see, you're going to hear something. And this is an important element of our next hour. You're going to hear a reporter ask a question of a group standing outside the house after McCarthy announced yesterday that they were going to go into this impeachment inquiry. All right. And they're holding a press conference. It's Scott Perry from Pennsylvania. It's Dan Bishop from North Carolina. Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch, a bunch of other people behind him. And a reporter says the most remarkably illuminating thing you're probably going to hear today. Hey, at least you get to see true colors, ladies and gentlemen. And see them you shall next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. <laughs> 